Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. Today we talk about some big news that dropped in the strength world surrounding Hathor Bjornsson. And then me and Matt just shoot the shit for a little bit. So listen to our sponsors and then we'll get started with the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine, and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com, and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for 3 $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones that come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. And we just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening. Welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How you doing today, Matt? Oh, a little hair of the dog, Cameron. A little, a little hair, hair of the, the dog. dog. Yeah, you uh, you said you're a little hungover today. What'd you get into last night, man? So my wife's company made the LSU Top 100 uh, fastest growing companies in Louisiana. Okay. Or overall, it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, it's honoring LSU alumni who are business owners and their success, and they made it in at number 52. Because they had some really good years recently. Nice. So nice. we went to the Burge. They had a gala. We got all prettied up. They had some food and an open bar. And then open bar led to be arcade, which had really cheap drinks and free arcade games. And, uh, yeah. So what time hard. did you actually get in last night? It was after midnight. Okay. And we were out late. Too, that's not too bad. It was late for parents, man. Yeah, fair, fair. And you, uh, yeah, you beat me here this morning. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have, normally I have like an 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and then we do Strongman Saturday, but my uh, my 9 o'clock wound up having to go to, out of town for a funeral, so I didn't have to be here till 10. So, See, I for, in a little. For some reason, whenever I have a hangover, instead of sleeping in like normal people, I get up even earlier. 
So it was like 6.15, and I woke up. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> that is absolutely horrible. So I just came, did some work. Okay, cool. I like that shirt you're wearing. Thanks, man. I don't know who made it, but did a really good job on it. So for those of you listening on the podcast, you're not watching us live on TikTok right now. Uh, Matt is wearing our newest T-shirt. It's our Halloween shirt, Dawn of the Deadlift. Go check it out on the website. I think it looks pretty snazzy. Yeah, it definitely it turned out better than I could have ever have hoped for. So um, I'm glad we put that one out. So Strongman Saturday was a little bit a little bit laid back today. Um, we both pretty much just tag team helping helping a new person out. He learned some log. He learned some keg, and yeah, and then he joined our community. So. Yep. We are one stronger than we were this morning, so that is awesome. We're now a one-man-stronger wolf pack. Yes. Some would say a, um, we're like a murder of wolves. We're a murder of wolves. Isn't it weird how that's what they refer to as a group of crows? A group of crows is referred to as a murder of crows. Well, it sounds better than like a gaggle. A gaggle of crows? Yeah. A gaggle of wolves. I, mean, I feel like a flock of crows would probably make Let sense. me ask you this. If you were out in the woods with your friends and someone was like trying to bring your attention to wolves and you're in dire straits and you need to get the fuck out of Dodge like right now, what do you think is more appropriate to say? It's a pack of wolves or it's a, it's a gaggle of wolves? Well, like, a, I gaggle. Yeah, <laughs> a pack makes sense. But yeah, I don't think I could take a gaggle of wolves seriously. I feel like they don't have their shit together and I'm going to be all right. <laughs> you just laugh at them. Like, yeah, these stupid wolves. Yeah, they're so unorganized. We didn't hear like, it's a pack of wolves. Like, oh shit. Yeah. Pack of wolves. All right. So uh, so today, yeah, we're talking about some straw man news that dropped this week. I think it was four days ago. Mm-hmm. Half Thorpe Jorensen dropped a video on his YouTube channel saying he is retiring from boxing. I don't know about you, but that I could not have gotten better news from the Half Thorpe camp. Yep. I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see that he's stepping away from boxing. I am too. So I do have to, I respect him for it, but that's just not a sport. Oh, definitely. It was fun watching him uh, get all those newbie gains in a new sport, but when when it comes to uh, when it comes to somebody that's six eight three hundred pounds when they're shredded, mm-hmm. that's really not the sport I want to see them in. Right, right. Like especially somebody who has as much natural talent in strength sports as half Thor. Yep. Um, but like I like I've said before, um, I do think it speaks to his his ability to cross over to an entirely different sport and at least get some level of competency in it. I think speaks to his um, level as an athlete. Mm-hmm. I think that's really impressive. Yeah, so he spent, I think, two and a half years in that sport. He had mm-hmm. a couple of expedition, uh, exhibition fights. Yep. And then he fought his, uh, his air quotes, his rival, Eddie Hall, mm-hmm. and just completely made Eddie Hall look unprepared. Yep. And I'm guessing it's because Eddie Hall was unprepared and was hoping that Half Thor was going to be just as unprepared. But, yeah, he, he did the thing. He came in smart. He won that fight. They had talked about a rematch. They had talked about him fighting Tyson Fury. But I'm glad that all that didn't really happen because... I'm glad he didn't fight Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury, as big as he is, would have murdered Thor. Maybe. I don't, I don't know enough about Tyson Fury to really have a... Uh, He's the heavyweight world champion right now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that would not have worked <laughs> out too well. Um, I know enough to know that. But... Uh, <clears throat> The biggest thing is, like like he said in his uh, his YouTube video, he, he didn't really love it. Well, so why would you spend your last few years as an athlete doing something you didn't like? From what he explained, um, he wanted the challenge to prove that he could do it um, because no one thought he really could. Uh, he did. He trained the sport for two years. He got in a ring with professional fighters. 
And you know what? I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, sure, he's not winning any heavyweight titles, but son of a bitch, I think that takes some nerves. I think it really takes some courage to go from being really, really good at something in the public eye to being really, really bad at something in the public eye and then progressing it. I'll tell you what, though. <clears throat> and this thought kind of just popped in my head. If he really wanted to prove he could cross into another sport, being 6'8 and starting your journey at over 400 pounds mm-hmm. of muscle, I don't think getting into a fight is the sport where you're really going to prove yourself. I want to see him do the Tour de France. <laughs> <laughs> You would probably need, like, a custom-built bike to support him. He's got to use the same bike as everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It'll look like a grown man on a tricycle. Could you imagine seeing, like, a bunch of guys who are, like, 160 pounds on a bike? I can. (laughs) And then their store, like, holy shit. Or better yet, a horse jockey. Poor horse. (laughs) It would look like he was riding a Shetland pony. I think that horse would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm retiring. You're going to break his own leg just to be put out of his marriage. don't have to go through Thor. (laughs) Yep. But he's getting back into strength sports, it seems. He is going. He's actually, uh, he's he's at the Rogue Invitational this weekend. Yep. He's going to be doing one of the record breakers. Yep. He is breaking his, or he is, I don't know if he's done it yet. Um, I I don't know enough about their timeline to know if they've already done the record breakers event. No, it is maybe next weekend. I thought it was this weekend. Is it this weekend? I think it's tomorrow. I think record break is on Sunday. Okay. Um, but the moral of the story is he's going to break his own weight over bar record, which I think he's got in the bag. Um, he said his record is 56 pounds over a height of 20 feet and 2 inches. Yes. And the thing about that record is he goes and he breaks his own record all the time. Yep. And he just, uh, well, not all the time, but he's done it several times. And he literally just puts enough stank on it to break it by a foot. Yep. Just so he can go and do it again. Uh, just like Brian Shaw was doing back when he was breaking the world record on stones. He'd just break his own world record by five pounds every year. That's a good way to keep going. Yeah, he had a lot more in the tank, but why? It also speaks to longevity, too. It does. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why a lot of the guys at that level, just their careers aren't lasting as long as they did back in the uh, back in like the 90s. Because they, kind of, they just do everything they possibly can in a year and then gas out. And the weight's gotten so damn heavy. Yep, yep. Like, um... Zadrunas Viscus, he was talking on that about how the weights are heavier than they have ever been in strongman. And because of that, you got guys that only last like five years in the sport. Yep. It's, just, it's a lot of strain. It's a lot of wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're uh, someone who has to compete through injuries. You know, like this is your job. Like this is what you do. Yeah. So even when you're hurt, you can't exactly just sit on the sidelines when everything you're doing is riding on it. Yep. So sometimes you got to push through that, and that can come at a cost. That's why Brian Shaw's still around. Yep. You know, Brian Shaw, he's 40 years old now, but he still goes and competes, even though he's probably not going to win World's Strongest Man or any of the main titles anymore. It's what he does. Just because his his brand and his businesses <laughs> depend on him staying in that spotlight. Um, the good thing about Brian Shaw, though, is he is, he is so good at what he does that even though he's not winning, I don't really fear for Brian Shaw's safety, per se. No. Like he's, he's a professional. Yeah, and he's smart enough to put the thing back down. Yep. Like, he's not going to grind something out that he knows is going to take him out the rest of the competitive season. Right. Um, yeah, it's just – it's it's staying relevant. That's all he's doing now. He re- he wins where he can, and when he's in a position where he can't win, you, you know, get what you get and move on. Yep, but reeling it back into what we were talking about with Half Thor, though, do you think this is him coming back to the sport uh, full-time, or do you think he's going to do this and then I mean, focus it's, on it's, something else? It's obviously not confirmed, but – 
He said in his video that he wants to get back to doing something that he loves. Yes. And he's turning 34, and he acknowledges that he only has so many years left before he starts to lose what you would, you know, like his prime. Yeah. Like, he's in his prime right now. Like, this is his prime. This is his peak peak athletic capability right now, and that he probably only has, like, five, six years of that um, before it starts to decline. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially in a sport like strongman, where just being statically strong is not is furthest from being the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So to be able to compete with guys like Martins, Novikov, um, Luke Stoltman, who are not just strong but also pretty damn fast, um, if he wants to be able to beat them, he needs to do it now. Do you think he's going to put on a hundred pounds again? Um, I mean, he's definitely going to put on some weight, but that much, maybe not. Maybe because he can kind of like reverse diet back to a, a healthy leaner weight and just be 410 pounds fucking shredded. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be shredded at 410 pounds. I think he'll be leaner than what he was. So if you remember the first time he won the Arnold, he had abs. Yeah, which is crazy. Yes. And we thought he was going to stay around there, but then he did World's Strongest Man, Rogue Invitational, the Arnold. And he just started getting heavier and heavier. Mm. He went up from like... I think he went from 410 to like 450 mm-hmm. in a couple of years. The, th- the good thing for him, though, is his frame can carry it. It can. He can weigh that much and, and be okay. Yeah. But um, I don't know. See, that's the only thing that makes me think he might not get back involved in strongman at that level mm-hmm. because he looks so much happier. He's so much healthier. You know, he's got his family. He's got his new kid. Yep. Like, there's there's a lot of cons to getting back up to that level. True, mm. but it's temporary. Yeah, like this isn't something he's not. This isn't something he's gonna do for another ten years. This is gonna be like a four, maybe five year run, and that's it. And he knows he can get lean again. Yeah, he knows like he, he knows can, how to now. So yeah, he knows how to cut back down to a a more sustainable body weight yeah. and not have to be shredded because yep. being shredded is hard. It is. So I would love to see him get uh get back into it, get get his weight up again, and start competing again. Mm. Just because the competitive field is so much stronger now right. than it was when he was at the top. Right. At, when he was at the top, he had to worry about Martins. He had to, and he had to worry. He had to worry about Martins. He had to worry about um, uh, Kilsakowski, and yep. he still had to worry about Brian Shaw. Right. That was pretty much it when he was dominating. Now you're talking about. He's got to worry about Martins, Lexi Novikov, Tom Stoltman. Um, Bobby kills, Thompson. Yeah, Bobby Thompson's up and coming. Evan Singleton's up and coming. Rob Kearney. Whenever he gets a good event, Rob Kearney's someone that's formidable. He's not somebody that's going to, to take a podium spot from him, though. No, we still got to contend with him, though. Yeah, I'm just thinking about guys that are take a podium spot from half the um, um, time. The, the Lou Stolman, for sure. Um, Tom, Tom Stolman, yeah, I Tom, mean. Yeah, we already mentioned him. Yeah. And if Kilskowski ever gets healthy enough and comes back, too. Yeah. Like, he's somebody to contend with, but he's been out for years now. Mm-hmm. It's like every time we think he's coming back, he gets re-injured. I wonder what it is. Like, why does he keep getting hurt? So is he just giving it too much gas? He before hurt he's... his tricep. Yeah, he hired a coach. That coach put him to the ringer. He got hurt again with that coach. He mm-hmm. fired that coach. Now he's doing his own training again. And that was the last I heard anything from Kilskowski's camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also training. Like he doesn't have a. Um, he doesn't have a high-tech setup. He basically has his own garage gym. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I saw one of his training videos that looked pretty, um, What what's the word? Bare not, bones? Yeah, like not primal. Um, 
crude, kind of crude. Yeah, he has uh, trains in a shed and pole. Yeah, there's a word I'm looking for, but I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't like he's in a facility with no. you know high end gear. Yeah. He's, he's just kind of winging it. Mm-hmm. I hope he comes back because he's a, when he's healthy. Oh my goodness, he's a force. That year he got injured, he probably would have won the Arnold because mm-hmm. all of those events were his events to win. Yeah, like yeah. there was a Max Circus dumbbell, there was a log press for reps. Um, there were a couple carry events and things that he was really good at. And there was oh, there was a squat, right? And there wasn't a deadlift event, right? That was the main things because that was his weakest event was deadlift, and they didn't have a deadlift event that year. Right. It was also the same year uh, J.F. Carone got injured, and he's just out for good now. Oh, I forgot about J.F. Carone. Yeah, is he? He's done. Done. Yeah, he's, he's done. Done. He's yeah. not coming back. Double quad tear or whatever is an issue. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was enough for him to say, "You know what? I'm too old for this shit." I remember it was both. Of, it was both legs. Like both of them went out on him at the same time. Mm. But um, I think. But going back to Thor, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he deals with better athletes like definitely sure they were stronger they were they, they were strong when he was competing obviously but they're more well-rounded now yes like they move better so mm-hmm. i think it's going to be interesting to see what he can do it's like a field full of martinis yeah but i also think that he's capable of adapting to that he is because we saw him adapt to boxing like that's a, a high endurance high moving sport so I think that's going to carry over well for him, like being well, used to having to move around a lot. When Half Thor first got involved in mm-hmm. Strongman, they used to always say his static strength was shit, but he could move really well. Oh, really? Yeah. I always saw him as the opposite. Well, that's because when we started really first paying attention to Strongman was because you know, there wasn't any Strongman really in the state until 2017. True. So before that, we didn't really have a good eyes on it. That's true. Also, another thing for Hapthor that I think is going to play in his favor is he doesn't have to compete in like five, six shows a year anymore. No. He can do Wall Strongest Man, do like the Rogue Invitational or the Arnold, and so then he, he that's always it. does Iceland Strongest Man because it's right there and he can basically treat it as his training day. Makes sense. Um, but he does the Rogue Invitational, WUS, <clears throat> World Strongest Man, and the Arnold. Right. And if he gets back into it, he'll probably be invited to, to the Shaw Classic too. Right. But. Yeah, who knows? Just for him, it's not necessary to compete that often anymore because yeah. he doesn't have to prove himself. Like, he may have to do one show, and then eh, he's back. <laughs> Another thing I'd really love to see from all this is I would love to see him break his own deadlift record, but in a competition. In a competition? Yes. Like, Just, pull pull 502? <laughs> yeah, well, now everybody's trying to go for 505. Uh, yeah. But pull 505 in a competition because there are still a lot of people who don't see his record as a legitimate record. Like, if you go to I Eddie Hall's TikTok, just, it says he's held the world record for the last six years. And that's just Eddie Hall being Eddie staying Hall. publicly rec- relevant. Yeah. Um, which I don't blame him for. He has a brand. Keep pumping that yeah, brand. It's, it's his business. Yeah. Um, but in regards to Thor's legitimacy, at the time, there were so many external circumstances that were so far beyond his control. Yep. How can anyone expect him to be able to do anything other than what he did? But he used a bar. He used calibrated plates. He had all the judges there. It was internationally the, the streamed. The judges weren't there, but they could see it. Yes, he had um, he had Magnus uh, Magnus for Magnuson as a basically on Zoom as okay. his judge. Then we all saw it. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to try to tell me? It's fake weights. 
No. That's what a lot of people claim. They claim those rogue calibrated kilo plates were fake plates. Could you imagine if somebody manufactured fake rogue plates and then used them at such a high level? Rogue would sue the crap out of them. I was about to say, I, I don't think Rogue would appreciate that at no. all. Because they, they seem to take their integrity pretty seriously as far as, like, the reputation in the sport. Yeah. So if, if anyone in their arena got wind that there was someone was using their brand on fake weights, I don't think they'd like that. There's literally one manufacturer of fake weights, and mm. they look like the out-of-the-box, let's say, standard yeah. 45 20.4 kilos like um, they they look like a generic iron and they're meant for plate. photo ops yeah they're not meant to be really used it's meant just to give people something to look at one and do like their their, their photo the photo yeah. ops that was something that always really bugged me about the uproar whenever um remember a few years ago when athlean x with jake Cal- jake cavalier he got busted using fake weights and there was a big internet outrage yeah that yeah people don't realize that it's a like his his personal training studio, mm-hmm. it's a fi- it's a film studio. Right. He's there to film YouTube videos for his website and for his YouTube channel. It's marketing. Yeah, he's doing fifteen takes on bench press. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to be loaded up on that either. No, no. He's it's it's a it's a movie prop. He's uh, he's still showing the technique. He was showing everything properly. He wasn't claiming he does a certain amount of weight. It's right. just it's a movie prop. Right. Um. Also, a company like Rogue, what would they have to gain by using by giving Thor fake weights to do his record? Nothing, because all the other people that are going for that record are using Rogue too. Right. So, like, all you you have nothing to gain, and you just completely destroy your reputation if you do that. So, why do that? So, yes, I think his world record is legitimate. Um, but if people really want to push it, then just put it in an event. Yeah, just do a deadlift. Dave, you know we're back to which, I say normal, but which which is the shame because that means we're going to have max deadlifts in every single event again. <sighs> I'm so tired of seeing max deadlifts. Yeah, yeah. It, especially now you're starting to see shows like put money up for it. Yeah, it's like fuck. Yeah, like, come on. Well, Giants Live has started doing max deadlifts again too. So. Like I I like the fact that they're putting money up for something mm-hmm. because it's not a sport that pays no. very much. Um, so I think it's cool that they're doing that, but couldn't it be like, I don't know, anything else besides a freaking max effort deadlift? Yeah. Like, we get it. These guys pull heavy. We know. That's yeah. why they are where they are. So. I also have a feeling that Jamal Browner's 501 kilogram pull mm-hmm. on sumo mm-hmm. is another reason why he's thinking about coming back to. He's starting to see guys in other sports being able to pull what he pulled. Right. So... I think he's trying. To, he's going to try to come back and put a little bit of distance. Um, that might that that feels more ego driven, but I can't say I blame him. Like well, you work, it's you, not you. just ego. If you're so like back to Eddie Hall mm-hmm. and how he still has six year world deadlift record holder, right? In his bio, if your entire brand is wrapped around being the strongest in the world at something. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hold on to. You're gonna do what you can to hold on to that brand. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys have entire businesses built around their own personal brands. So right. It's it's important to maintain that. No, that makes sense. I understand that. I do. Um. Which kind of remind? Which which you since you brought him up, Jamal Browner pulling that uh, sumo pull, 
it makes me laugh. You see all the people, all the bros fighting in the comments. It's not legitimate because he mm-hmm. pulls a sumo. It's like, come on, man. It's, it's so much more impressive than what Hathor or Eddie did. It's over a thousand pounds. Yeah. Sumo, conventional, moving anything that weighs a thousand pounds. And is both, both Eddie and Hathor were wearing suits. Yeah. He was wearing a belt. He was wearing a belt and straps. And he had straps? wearing okay. 150 pounds less than they did. Yep. It's like... I don't think you guys understand how hard it is to move anything that weighs that much. Yeah. Like, if you, like, go try it and then criticize them. Mm-hmm. Like, don't jump on the comments. Ooh, it doesn't count because it's sumo. Shut, shut up. It's over a thousand pounds. All these guys who are saying that can't even pull that at 18 inches. True. True. And you probably have, I don't know, it, it just, that kind of pisses me off. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't piss me off because it's just the internet being the internet. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. It's given so many people a voice that really don't have the business having a voice. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But then, you know, some people probably say the same thing about us, so what do we know? I don't give a shit. Yeah, at, least, at least we do the damn sport. Yeah. Um, it's like this. Uh, there's this girl on TikTok I like to follow. She's a, I don't know, she's like 20. She's a powerlifter, but she's mm-hmm. really impressive. She squats like more than almost, I think she's pushing like 400. Okay. And she's really good. And uh, there's, I, if I remember her damn name, I'd give her a little shout out. But um, someone was in her comments, like, criticizing her squat form on a, like, a max effort single. And it's like, dude, it's a max effort single. It's like, what? Yeah. Sometimes it looks a little funky, but if you can't do that, shut up. <laughs> max effort singles are always going to look a little funky. Yeah. That's why we call it a max effort. But um, if it wasn't a max effort, then it would look pretty. But, yeah, I think people talk too much. Yep. Like what Mike Tyson said, the internet gave too many people a place to talk shit and I get punched in the mouth for it. I've never heard him say that, but it sounds like something he'd say, so I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You you talk shit to Mike Tyson to his face and you let me know how it goes. Like that one guy on the airplane? Do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> Dude just wouldn't leave Mike alone, so he just turned around and just started punching him. If there's any man on the planet you don't want to instigate a fight with, it's probably Mike Tyson. Yeah. Like, why would you ever, ever aggravate, even remotely irritate, the man who at one point was considered one of the greatest boxers to ever walk the planet? It's uh, probably the second dumbest thing a person has done to a, another human. God, what is that guy's name? He's um, Tim Kennedy. Do you remember a few years ago somebody broke tried to break into Tim Kennedy's house? Oh, my God. Why would you do that? <laughs> just shoot yourself in the head. He was trying to break into Tim Kennedy's house and just woke up and the cops were there. <laughs> That's like those guys that uh, shot Marcus Luttrell's dog. It's like, if, why? Why? It's literally the plot of uh, of Jack, Re- or not Jack Reacher. Um, shit, John Wick. John Wick. They yeah. literally made that movie inspired from that incident. But uh, like they made that movie after that happened. They're like, I got a movie for you. Someone killed a highly trained professional's dog, and he loses his shit. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Kennedy said he uh, he was watching the dude on his security cams, called the cops, and just kept an eye on him. It's like because he didn't want to get sued. And then he started making his way towards his daughter's room. He's like, no, I'm going out there. And just went out there, snuck up behind the dude, and choked him out. <laughs> like, Tim Kennedy kind of strikes me as a person who doesn't sleep. Probably not. He probably just doesn't sleep. He probably just takes naps throughout the day or throughout the night. So it's like, 
if there's any house you don't want to break into, it's probably not the guy who is still active duty special forces and trained jujitsu all the time. So my own, and a UFC fighter at one point. My own headcanon was that the guy that tried to break into his house didn't know it was his house, but was a UFC fan, right? And found out it was Tim Candy's house after the fact. Just felt really dumb. That's my own. That that probably <laughs> didn't happen, but that's my headcanon on the whole thing. If Tim Kennedy wanted to kill him, he could have, and yeah. it would have been one hundred percent in the right. Yeah. There is no way a jury would have convicted him for... It, for it depends on the state. Uh, in some states, if they're outside of your house trying to break in, you... Um, it's Texas. They don't give a shit. It's Texas. Okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind. It was Texas. Oh. Idea for a movie. What? This came to me in a dream the other day. Oh, God. All right. It's a Ninja Turtles movie. What? It's a Ninja Turtles movie. Okay. But they're not in New York. They're on vacation to New Orleans. Oh, God. It starts off happy-go-lucky, Ninja Turtles, you know, slice of life kind of a thing. Uh huh. They take a swamp tour, and then it morphs into something that feels more like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Hills Have Eyes. There's some potential there. Where the Cajuns are trying to eat the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> but it'll sell like hotcakes. I would watch the shit out of that movie. They couldn't get any of their weapons through TSA. <laughs> so they're just out there without their swords and their nunchucks where it's running for their lives from these Cajuns. <laughs> we need to... I wonder how they taste in a turtle sauce pecan. It is... See? <laughs> there you go. You're, al- you're already coming up with recipes. <laughs> That's a lot of turtle. I'd watch the hell out of this movie. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be right up there with like that movie Southern Comfort. Yeah. No, I've never seen that movie. Me either. You, ever, you you know what movie I'm talking about? Isn't that one of those like really cheesy horror movies? So, it follows a National Guard troop. Mm-hmm. They're doing uh, they're doing some kind of like uh, training out in the swamp. Mm-hmm. They have blanks and they're like, "Hey, let's scare these locals." Uh-huh. They take pop shots at some Cajuns. Uh oh! And the Cajuns start shooting back. <laughs> So it's this National Guard troop running from their lives from these Cajuns. Well, you know what? Don't shoot at Cajuns. You won't have problems. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think uh, a Ninja Turtle movie shot in the spirit of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie mm-hmm. would just be incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, ooh, crossover with the Hatchet series. With the what? The Hatchet series. The Hatcher series? It's these cheesy B-movies that oh. take place in Louisiana. Yeah, I remember y'all talking about this yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. when we went to uh, Alabama Strongest, I recapped the entire premise of Hatchet 1. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, really gory, grotesque. They were so bad. Yeah. They were so bad. Um, that Talking about Jim Ken- Tim Kenny and all that, that reminds me of, you know the, co- the comedian Theo Vaughn? Uh, yes. Theo Vaughn. I don't find him amusing, though. Well, he has a podcast, and he had Jocko Willink on. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Jocko, and he's like, do you think I could take you in a fight? And Jocko just laughs, and he goes, no. <laughs> he just looked at him, just one word, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, how long would it take you to tap me out? He's like, really fast. He's like, five minutes? He's like, we're talking under 60 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, so if I'm not mistaken, Jocko also has like a 600-pound deadlift. Yo, he's strong as shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's just some people on the planet you just you just don't fuck around and find out. Like Jocko Willick literally looks like you shaved a gorilla <laughs> and then taught him jujitsu. The problem is not only is he a gorilla, he is a highly trained, smart gorilla. Yes. So good luck. Like he, he's probably tactically one of the most intelligent people on earth. 
He woke up one morning and was like, you know what? I want to go to war. And he did. And he was really good at it. And now and he just he turned seven. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he hit puberty. like, I need to kill. Yeah. And now he just talks about war all the time. It's like, that's not the guy you want to, like. You've read his know. books, haven't you? His book? Yeah. Extreme well, Ownership? Yeah, a couple of them. Uh, I know about Extreme Ownership. I haven't read. I bought it for a friend, and I meant to, I want to buy another copy for myself. I haven't read it yet. I either have it at my house, mm-hmm. or I loaned it to somebody and don't remember who I loaned it to. To be fair, though, he talks about it so much, I might as well have read it. True. Because um, he quotes it a lot. He which, does. understandably so, because apparently it is a f- really good book. It is. It's um, a very good book. It's apparently a very good point of reference for people who are like in, well, leadership positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I listen to him. I don't listen to them as much as I used to because I haven't had the time to sit down and listen to podcasts like I used to. But uh, if I have an hour or two of free time where I'm not doing shit, it's like chakra is usually in my brain. Well, it's kind of the same. Like I, I used to listen to them a lot, but it's kind of the same thing as like I used to listen to a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk a lot hmm. where their their entire brand is built on a few key ideas. Right. Once you hear them, you start hearing them over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's time to move on to something else. Right. Like you, you've learned this lesson, find a new teacher. And that's kind of how listening to his podcast was. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but what he started doing recently that I really like is he started bringing on a lot more guests, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Because it's not just him reading books so much anymore. He still does it occasionally because he likes his books. Yeah. Um, and I like to listen to him read because his intensity is... Whew, but um, the the guests he bring on are like really interesting people, mm-hmm. and the 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 range is just all over the place. So like he brings on former seals, obviously his old teammates, mm-hmm. and then he he brought on two female clinical psychologists who were talking about their experience, and he brought on a woman who was a survivor of abuse from her childhood, mm-hmm. and she went on and talked about that. Like just all the people that he talks to is like. Son of a bitch, just as interesting. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, hey, I gotta take this thing in for a landing because I got a uh, got a client walking in in fifteen minutes. I gotta prep for. Uh, anything else you want to throw in, real quick? Um, sign up for the Rougarou, guys. Sign up. Come join. Come compete. Yep, we are less than a month out now. So if you haven't signed up for the Rougarou Classic and you want to get your wet in the strongman competition in the state of Louisiana, sign up. But until next time, we'll see you. See you. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have strikeforceenergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouth Guards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouth guard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.